Listening Dog Media. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. So this is the Hot Mess Mums Club. I am Jenny Powell. And I'm Kelly Pegg. That made a change, didn't it? Because you normally go first, don't you? Oh, it's confusing me a bit, but I'll get used to it. Sorry. Um, our Sorry. wonderful guest this week is uh, Sophie, the baby expert, or Mummy Pickles, as you're known on Instagram. As well. love we love it, yeah. <laughs> so it's lovely to be here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It looks like a place of serenity and calm in your in your house uh, back there. It's certainly not sort of a, a mum with very, very young children and a bubba. Um, yeah. yeah. How have you managed that? And well, I'm just in complete chaos with older children. <laughs> I paint a good picture, don't you I? You do. It's not like this. <laughs> um, we're lucky because our three-year-old is still in nursery, so that's been life-saving mm-hmm. so yeah sorry to all the homeschooling parents because I I can't even imagine how hard that must be but yes he so he's at nursery and then we have um a childminder who looks after our one-year-old so yes it's all calm and peaceful today can I just mention now because this is so current but you know you're saying apologies to all those homeschoolers so 12 year old Pollyanna I've got upstairs and I'm working all morning in the dungeon I call it so I've left <laughs> her to do her home economics yeah so she told me she was doing this pizza I run up to go and get a cup of tea and she's like mom is this yeast? And I went, no, it's ham, Pollyalla. <laughs> oh, no. That's where we're at. <laughs> Bit of education needed. Just thought I had to share it. I had to share it. <laughs> uh, so you've got a, such an interesting story, because obviously what you're just saying now sounds really lovely and settled and, and everything. But there was a time when you sort of started out and before you got into your business as a kind of parent play coach, that it was it was quite a, well, I suppose, a rough road really getting here, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, a similar story to lots of people have, but I, when I had my first child, before I had him, I was one of those people that was probably really annoying, but was like, oh yeah, I'll be back at work. I'll be going back full time. Of course I will, because I love my job. So why wouldn't I? And, you know, I worked, I was a head of early years, so I worked in a, I was a reception teacher and oversaw like the running of the nursery and everything. So I was with the youngest children. And um, after my son was born, I just thought, you know what, I can't, I just can't go back full time, which is what I would have had to do to make the job work. Um, And I just couldn't bring myself to give him to somebody else while I went to look after other people's children as much as I love my job it just seemed really like counterintuitive and so yeah we my husband and I had a discussion and I kind of made the decision to to hand my notice in with the idea that I was going to start running baby and toddler classes in the community because you know as with lots of mums I'd kind of been to them and I was like oh yeah I can do this and I'm a teacher and I had actually done run some when I was at university as like a class teacher for a company I I did their baby and toddler classes so I'd had experience of it but the reality versus kind of my expectation of what it was going to be like was was 
vastly different. Mm. And although there were some things that were great, like, um, you know, Finley, my my now three-year-old, he would come along to the classes. We had a like a childminder nanny that would bring him to the class. So he was there and then she would take him off while I'd do like another couple of hours and then we'd meet up again. And so like it seemed idyllic from from kind of the outside, but it was, I guess, just the naivety of what it took to run a business and um, managing money. Like, how do you run a business when you don't have like this big nest egg of money to fall back on? It's really I don't know how how do you do it? It's so really exposed, aren't you? So exposed and so vulnerable. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we were just living off my husband's wage, and um, I was bringing in money from the classes, but the the cost of running the classes, the the expense of like hall hire and everything else was just so much um, that that coupled with just stress of life you know in between my two sons we we decided when Finley was about nine months old to try for a second um and we ended up having four miscarriages in between having him and, and then having Rupert our second so that, that coupled with the stress of running the business was just it was I'd say a pretty dark time you know not having any money and um having to kind of everybody says when you're having miscarriages you know you need to stay calm and relaxed but that's really hard for most people when you're just struggling with day-to-day life as well um so yeah it, it's not been the easiest but it, it feels it, it might sound a bit I don't know um away with the fairies but I I feel like it was all kind of meant to be and it you know it all happened for a reason because those baby and toddler classes that didn't work out at that time have been really now what's kind of allowed me to have this amazing connection with people and build an online community. So it's worked out in such a nice way. And, and that's the thing nowadays as well, isn't it? It's, you know, we do moan about being online, but it allows us to do so much. I think as mums, for Jenny and I, it's allowed us to carry on our podcast. It's allowed us to get guests that we wouldn't probably normally be able to get because they'd be too busy. So they wouldn't be able to travel to a studio. So everyone's at home and we can all get on there. And I think for working mums, uh, they take a lot of their business on online nowadays uh, um, because it's it's our thing. It's what we do. We're all on there. Um, so how did it sort of really take off for you? Because you've got a book coming out as, as well. So, I mean, you know, you've really gone to town with what you do and how you support mums with the whole idea of play. And what I love about your page as well is the funny quotes that you put on there and the normal stuff that we all go through. Because often with people that are really passionate about working with children, for the normal, well, a mum like me who, you know, I've got a short attention span with my kids, I'll build the train set and then I try and get out of it and go and do something else. So often we fear women like you because we're like, you've got the patience of a saint and you love play and you've got it all nailed. Um, how did it all sort of come together? Um, I think that that part of my, um, what I try and do is just be really real and, um, you know, if you be a fly on the wall in my house, I do not have the patience of a saint. And, <laughs> you know, I get bored with the train tracks too. And it's just, it's about kind of, uh, for me, it's like bridging the gap between that kind of expert advice and real parenting and what it's like to have young children and to be a parent, um, you know, whether it's in this time or any other time. 
Um, so I think that the, the way it really started for me and started to grow was I, I shared kind of play ideas on Instagram and dabbled with that for a while and it was working okay. Um, but I hadn't really kind of found my feet with how exactly I wanted to share. And I think I'd been kind of was getting taken over by the Insta perfect world and, you know, this world of, of sharing play ideas and things. And it was at a certain point, I just thought, why am I even doing this? Because it's ridiculous. You know, people set up these perfect play ideas and then they take a picture and then it doesn't last. And that's not how the children even play with it. And so I started trying to share more real and a kind of honest, raw parenting. Um, and at first it, it was hard to kind of, get the engagement and the response with that because people almost are so trained into seeing perfect pictures yep. that if you put something that's not perfect, they just scroll past and don't mm. give it a second thought almost. Yeah. Yeah. And so it took me a while to kind of like find my tribe, if you like. And it wasn't actually really until lockdown one hit and I had a toddler and a three-month-old and I was struggling with what I suspect was postpartum depression and being stuck in the house all day every day and my husband was still going out to work every day we couldn't go anywhere or do anything and it was really really hard um, and I decided to do these online baby classes because I thought if I'm going to do it for Rupert anyway, just to try and give him something, then maybe other people would like me to share. Mm. So I just asked people my, I don't know, probably 90 subscribers on YouTube at that time, if people would be interested and people said yes. So I, I started sharing these live baby classes and it just kind of really took off and people appreciated not only having something to do with their babies and kind of understanding what they could do because people aren't having health visitor appointments and things but I think also just like a friendly face yeah. because I was every day mm -hmm. um just uh, people felt like they knew me and I got to know their names and their babies' names and um it was just people always say you know you helped me through or you're helping me through such a tough time but I often say it goes both ways because it really that really did help to get me through that dark time of, of postpartum depression and struggling to manage with a newborn and a toddler on my own, mm. because it was something to do. And, you know, I felt like, come on, like, turn the camera on and do it. And some days I did it in my pajamas or with babies. Yay, that's it. It's all about authenticity. It really is. Yeah. Um, and you've just struck a chord out there with the right people and you're the right person. And now you've got this amazing forum and a go-to for all these mums. Um, and, you know, talk about, excellent timing but you know back then it probably helped you as much as it helped those mums really yeah but I think that whole idea of you um being there for other mums as well you know um we've talked a lot in our house about trying for number three I'm 40 in October so I feel my husband's 52 so we're at this stage where we're like we're gonna do it we've got to do it but um I feel like the whole lockdown idea puts me off massively because the isolation so I feel like from what you did you know you were really helping you must have helped so many women out there because especially first time mums, I could not imagine going back to have my daughter she's seven now and being in lockdown with her and not having my in-laws come and stay so I could go to work because they did. Without them, I would never have done some of the great things I got to do um, work-wise. Um, all of that, no one had it, did they? So Me too. I mean, there's no 
these women have there's no antenatal groups there's no support they don't have any any friend support and I did NCT with my first baby which lots of people do and that NCT group there was eight of us and we just really pulled each other through those first few months you know we would if you wanted to text somebody at 3am there was always an answer that would come back straight away and we just really helped to support each other none of us knew what we were doing you you're somehow expected to know how to care for this baby and you don't know what you're doing um but having that support group is really so important to say like oh they're making this weird noise while they're sleeping is it okay yeah Um, you know to to have five responses saying oh yeah my baby does that too it's so reassuring and these women they just at the moment you know they don't have that they haven't been able to form those those support groups and it's it makes me really sad Mm. I feel the same I don't know how I would have coped with my first baby in lockdown no but it's just quite a negative thing for everyone because you know you look back and you think you want to remember with such fond memories that oh my gosh that was such a lovely time of my life when I was you know those those formative sort of months you know and at the moment it it won't be happening for mums um you know that this that the very stressed it's really like you say uh kelly it's isolating um and you just presumably full of anxiety um so that's why you know somebody like you and the way you're reaching out has to be the way we you know and it's working i presume i mean i'm sure that your feedback's pretty incredible it is it is working and i'm i'm grateful for that and it's so wonderful to be able to help so many women not only help them in that kind of a I guess an expert technical way but also just to help them feel like they're not alone um I had a really lovely message from somebody just yesterday with a daughter who has um 20 months old and she has special needs and all her occupational therapy appointments all her speech and language therapy appointments have been cancelled And so she doesn't have any support with her. And she said that your classes are the only time she makes eye contact with me and smiles. Honestly. And it just just meant so much to me. It made me really emotional. And I've not had a message like that, that specific before. You know, I get lots of messages from parents saying how grateful they are. But to know that you're kind of affecting people in that way and helping people when they can't get professional support that they need is just it really means so much absolutely and I mean you've heard from that one person but you know what there will be lots of others there who are benefiting just the same way but probably haven't told you um so um yeah for you to wake up in the morning and know that you're doing that for people is is you know is well it's credit to you and um I think it's really it's I mean for us to have you on the show it's just you know putting it out there for people because a lot of people won't realize that you know people are like like you are accessible and you know it does work and it's something to look forward to like obviously mm. mine and Jenny's aren't babies anymore so you know mine's three but he's at nursery but I Jenny's got me into yoga and my classes and my I look forward to getting online and seeing all the women and having a chat with them and doing it so these mums it's their part of the day where they're like oh my god we've got Sophie yes you know and it's it's that thing to look forward to and we all need that because we can't look forward at the moment and I think that for me it was it's been really important to keep the classes accessible to all which is why they're free yes because there are a lot a lot of classes for babies and toddlers that you can access that you can pay for but People are in tough times and, you know, as I said briefly before, like I know what it's like to, to 
be watching the pennies and have two pounds left in your account and just think well I can't do that we can't go swimming because I just don't have any money Mm. and it's just the most awful feeling that you want to give something to your child but you can't and so that was just has always been an important thing to me and that's why the classes will always remain free and a lot of people have said to me you know you could charge for these Mm. But I don't because I want everybody to be able to access them. And we have people from all over the country, um, you know, people from India and Kenya and, you know, lots of countries that I think they don't have anything like this, Mm. even in ordinary times. So it's been so nice to be able to reach so many people. It's amazing. So tell us about the books. I'm excited about that for you. Thanks. Um, Yeah. So the book is it's called Mud Kitchen Crafts and it comes out the end of May. Um, it came about really because I was working for a company called Mrs. Activity, who um, produce online educational resources. Um, we all know about those at the moment with, with lockdown and homeschooling children. So basically like a worksheet type website activities for homeschooling, that kind of thing. And she'd um, written a book about uh, phonics. I said to her, like, I've, I've always wanted to write a book, you know. Um, and so she said, well, let me put you in touch with the with my publisher and you can just talk about it. And and it was definitely one of those in the right place at the right time moments. But I got on the on um, this, I had to do this conference call with these people in um, America, this publishing team from um, Page Street Publishing, which is like a subsidiary of Macmillan. And so it was a it was a really weird like moment because I've never done anything like that before um, to have that phone call. And we kind of discussed a few ideas and they said, you know what, if you can send over like a brief and some writing, then I think we want to go ahead. So I did. And they came back and they were like, yes, you know, let's do it. So um, that's how it came about, really. And the, the book is all about play outdoors which I think is really important in in any time, but especially at the moment when we don't have anywhere to go. Mm. Um, you know, it doesn't have to, you don't have to have a garden. It's just about being in the fresh air outside. Mm-hmm. So it could be on your front doorstep, yeah. you know, or go, going to the park mm-hmm. or some other green space and just how important it is to be outside in the fresh air and there's so many things that you can do and you can get really messy and you don't have to worry about the house and um, little ones just they just love it I I haven't really met any children in the course of my career that don't like outdoor playing it's it's interesting you know you're saying about being you know you just need a doorstep but um, (laughs) I used to live in New York in Brooklyn for a little while and um, it's funny because a lot of people don't have gardens there you know New York especially no room but everyone there was always something going on on the doorstep so this book could perhaps inspire those families and give them an idea of how they can make that work for them yeah absolutely you can go to the park you know you can go anywhere that's outside and the the kind of the base element of the book is about how to create a mud kitchen and then play around that so mud kitchen for anybody that doesn't know is just basically playing with mud you know if you ever made like a mud pie when you're a child that's that's mud kitchen play but it has a great philosophy of education behind it there's a lot of um kind of developmental educational benefits to it mm. um but you know you don't have to you see online these amazing mud kitchens that are fantastically built beautiful little wooden play kitchens that you can put outside in your garden but you don't have to you could do it with a bowl 
and you know a box yeah. or something you don't have to it doesn't have to be beautiful and normally the kids would go for that one anyway rather than the one that's aesthetically pleasing for mum because it suits her color scheme absolutely an armored kitchen is like super rough and ready oh i love but it, it Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I th- it's funny because I remember um, when Polly was, I mean, I don't know, she was probably about two, uh, and the weather was really bad and I was indoors. I thought, oh, I've got to get her, just get her motivated, you know, get her creative. And I just sprinkled, uh, I'm giving you all bad ideas here, uh, you can this is for your next book. Uh, I just put flour all over the floor and I said, right, we're going to, it's not snowing, but we're going to do a snow angel. Oh. There you go, ladies, if you can bear to clean That's it all amazing. up. You can have that one, Sophie. I saw Stacey Solomon. I was about to say this. Yeah. Yesterday. The, the sand in the bathroom. Oh, it's brilliant. Really? Super, right, okay. Yeah. She made them a massive sand pit and it just filled the bathroom with it for her boys. And it, it looks incredible. She's like, I just don't care about the mess, yeah. you know. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what you've got to be like, haven't you, Sophie? Though? You've got, you can't be... You know, there's a thing about being house proud, that's fine, but there's also a thing about it's got to be lived in and kids have got to feel like they can, you know, they can muck things up a bit. It's okay. You've just got to kind of, when your child is doing that kind of play, think like, what's the, does it really matter in the grand scheme of things that there's mess everywhere? It doesn't. And look how happy they are. Yeah. Um, But that's the great thing about outdoor play as well, that you don't have to have that stress of, you know, how long is this going to take me to clean up afterwards? Because generally, if it's outside, the rain will wash it away. And, not yeah. Yeah. and we need to encourage it more, I think, within schools and nurseries as well. I'm quite passionate about that. My son <laughs> goes to, um, it's based sort of on the Montessori kind of um idea so it's all outdoor it's on a farm and he you know they have all the mud huts they have everything they've got chickens the lot and he adores it and he's a different child from when we lived we lived in we lived in the city we lived in Manchester for a bit and he went to one there and they would say when I picked him up it's been raining all day so he's just so frustrated because he couldn't get out and they Mm. saw they kind of saw him as a problem because of that and um, we were so That's lucky when, yeah. yeah. And we were so lucky when we moved because he's we found this nursery and it just suits him. And they they make fires, they build fences, they do forest school once they turn three. And my mm. daughter's primary school is the same. They're doing bird watching. They're out doing mm. gardening. You know, I think that's fantastic. And it's so important for mental health to be mm. able to be outside. Yeah. You know, I feel so much more relaxed when I'm outside. You just can breathe deeper, can't you? Yeah. And it's. I mean, he comes home plastered, and my nana, bless her, she what, was you mean drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Head to toe, doing, Kelly. What kind of nursery is that? Oh yeah. Well, it might make him sleep better if he was, but never mind. But it would be covered, like head to toe. It's wellies. It's all in one. You know, I'd send him with two pairs of waterproof trousers. The bloody works. And my nanny's like OCD. So like when we were growing up, we were like what you and Jen were saying. She was the opposite. You know, no mess, nothing. So I don't know how you deal with it. I just don't know how you cope when you pick him up and he's covered and I'm like because he's dead happy I don't care mm. you know he's, a, he's that's his thing and he's just in his element I think it's great that he does that it is and it's not just important for like getting messy because a lot of people think like well I don't like mess and some children don't like being messy mm. but being outside doesn't have to necessarily mean getting messy no, and actually no. To be outside and play outside, you can develop so many like critical thinking skills and problem solving skills and build up um, like gross motor skills, muscles and things that you wouldn't use in the classroom. And actually, 
you know, as, as teachers, when I was teaching, we were seeing a lot of children coming into school that couldn't hold pencils and write properly because they spend so much time on iPads and screens that all that strength has gone. And actually what we don't often realise is that to write, it's not just about this, it's about your whole arm and your back and your shoulders. So picking up a log and carrying it across the woods is Mm. actually brilliant like pre-writing practice because you're building strength in muscles so it's not just about getting messy and that kind of thing and it's good for your immune system remember you know we're going right against the grain here i mean Mm. you know all this sort of like being stuck indoors and being shut away from everything you know your immune system is boosted you have to get out there you know we need a lot of that that yeah. grimness, that bacteria, you know. Um, so it's tricky. Um, yeah, that's so true because we're told, aren't we, when they're young, I remember with Ava Lily, look, when she starts nursery, she'll get poorly. This is a good thing. She's going to mix with other kids and pick up germs and she's going to build her. Now, my, mm. I'm dead lucky with her. She never really gets anything, you know, not even mm. a cold. But I'm sure yeah. part of it is the fact that she's a Geordie and the other part of it is the fact that, she's the outside. Know, she, She's yeah. outside. She's an outside girl. She doesn't wear coats. It can be snowing mm-hmm. and she won't put a jacket on. She doesn't give a stuff. So when's the book out? Um, it's at the end of May. I think it's the 28th. Great. It might be the right. 25th. Okay. Yep. Sorry. Wonderful. <laughs> and if people go onto your Instagram, they can find out when your classes are and, and how to sort of access them. Yeah, everyone. Um, you can go on my Instagram um, at Mummy Pickles to find everything. And I'm on YouTube as well, just under Sophie Pickles. So you can all the classes are on YouTube and they're there forever. You know, you can find a playlist with I think we're on to week. We've done 35 weeks now. Um, So, yeah, they're all up there. And then there's some like special ones. I did a a really great one in August, which was kind of an amalgamation of experts. So we had baby yoga and um, I did a class and we did postpartum workouts and all sorts kind of bundled them together so there's all sorts on there oh wonderful yeah. i wish i'd have had you in back in the day you know back in the 1800s when i was a young mom we'd have, it would have been lovely to have your help sophie yeah I, I had a quick peek and i thought wow this would have been so useful if i'd have known back in the day so well done to you sophie and i hope you get lots more messages from people like you said before who um you know have really found that you've really you've brought them out of the darkness and you've really helped Thank you. Thanks very much.